Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. (laughs) I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings, and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs, and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them I don't feel secure and honestly I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive so really really recommend it love it and I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening Fiona because I love their collection so if you use the code lovebites20 it's applicable on full price items only this can be used online and in store so there's two stores in Dubai one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach they also ship globally if you're buying from outside of Dubai then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture which is brilliant news thank you so much El Couture The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. I'm actually chatting to this hottie now, and then she sent me a picture, and oh my goodness, isn't he beautiful? Oh my God, he's so hot. And she loves it because he's a vegan as well. She's into that sort of thing. She's also a vegan, so they can just like make loads of vegan love and then tell everybody about it. Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Like the fact that after a long deliberation, I've decided to use anal bleach as a bit of an experiment to see if it's going to work. So a couple of episodes ago, right at the beginning actually, we discussed brown anal bleaching. Assholes and anal bleaching. So my friend actually bought me this anal bleach. It's called Star White and it's lightning cream for sensitive areas and you put it on twice a day and I think tonight I'm going to take a photo of my butthole right? and then next week I will tell you if it has worked. So they usually say like nine days. Are you hoping to turn your chocolate hobnob into a ginger nut? Yes, into a party ring, into a vanilla party ring. How does one take a picture of one's own arsehole? Well, I'm not 100% sure how I'm going to do it. Self-timer, maybe? Well, the thing is, I'm a bit worried about doing it on my phone because my personal phone is also my work phone. And obviously, I don't want to, like... What I was thinking of doing is basically, like... I'm going to try and demonstrate. Oh, well, no one can see me apart from you, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I'm thinking of doing it like this, Laura, like putting... Opening my butt cheeks like this. Yeah, absolutely. And then just taking a photo. And then what I'll do is I'll email it to my Gmail, not my work email. And then delete it from my phone. You can send it to me if you like. I will happily be the better. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Okay, I'm going to do that then. Because I've got no issue assessing... I wouldn't the color, mind the coloring transition of your butthole. I wouldn't if, mind if you, you seeing like. the inside of my butthole. I think I'd be okay with that. Okay. I've also bought myself a douche because I was talking to my friend about anal. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm planning on having anal, but we were talking about how to prepare, and one of the things is a douche. For those of you that don't know what a douche is, it, you, it looks like a little light bulb. You fill it with water and then you squirt water up your bum. 
Oh, is that a, that, so? That's out. an anal dish. Yeah, it's an As anal dish. Vaginal. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, also, Fiona, an interesting fact that the vagina is the only part of the body, in addition to the eyeball, that is self-cleaning. So it actually should be left well alone. So keep that douche for your butt. Oh no, it is for my butt. And don't shove it up your vag. Um, we would love to hear from you as always. Drop us an email info at lovebitespodcast.com or drop us a DM on Instagram. And our Instagram is lovebitepodcast underscore. Finally I, got it right. Woo! I just want to say why I was laughing because literally as I clicked record... <laughs> Laura, who has really bad hay fever, just did like the biggest like sniff and it was just really funny. I needed to get it I out did- of the way. Honestly, people to even do this, this we're a day late in recording because my hay fever was so bad yesterday I literally could not string a sentence together. I was it's debilitating. So respect and love and peace and empathy to my fellow hay fever sufferers and if you don't suffer from hay fever but your loved one does just go and give them an extra cuddle and make them a lovely cup of tea and hand them a balmed tissue so sorry in advance for the sniffles but what to do Fiona how's your week been my angel my week's been wonderful <clears throat> so as I said last week I have relapsed downloaded hinge mm-hmm. I've got myself two prospective dates um so I will keep you posted I've tried to date outside the box and not go for my original type really difficult to do on hinge uh because it's all done on face value isn't it it's really yeah. difficult and algorithm surely continuously just, flags yeah. your usual type there's nothing I can do about it well I'm sure there is I could just go for people not my type but I'm refusing to do that. I've also actually, whilst we're on the topic of dating apps, have done a little research into new dating apps that are on the scene. So I found a couple. Number one, which I thought was literally the funniest thing I've ever heard, is there is an app called Bristler, which is basically like bristles. It's basically an app for people that like beards. Right. So I downloaded it just to have a see because I was like, surely no one's going to be on here. And uh, I went onto it, and there were just tons of bearded men. It is so wild. So the only men on there are men with beards. And you, the only you, women who are on there are women who enjoy men with beards. I mean, yeah. And, like, I think it's for women that have beard fetishes. I mean, my one of my ex-boyfriends had a wonderful beard. And I do like a beard. But I wouldn't say I'm, like, I would go on a dating app to find myself a bearded man. But it was a quite interesting. Gentleman. I would imagine there'd be like a lot of hipsters there drinking from jam jars, cocktails and, you know, I don't know, know a lot of denim. There was more kind of um, Iron Maiden fans. Oh, right. Like, and like, yeah, like Harley Davidson bikers. Okay. Um, Like Vikings, big sexy Vikings. Which is not really my vibe. Okay. But I was into it. Then I found another dating app, two other dating apps that I found this week, um, which is one is called Elate. Mm-hmm. And if you want to hear uh, the owner or the founder, Sanjay something, um, he, there are friends of Unhinged and Bumbled Up, just interviewed him on their most recent episode where they talk about it. It's basically this app, which is an anti-ghosting app. It's actually really, really well created. Oh, that's cool. Created. I, it wasn't for me because I am um, someone that's greedy and I need to have loads of people to flick through whilst I watch Harry Potter for the millionth time on a Friday okay. night. So it only recommends you a couple of people per day. 
and you can only speak to three people at a time and they call it the anti-ghosting app because um if you don't reply you'll be removed if someone okay. speaks to you or if you don't speak you'll be removed listen to the um to the interview uh, because it goes into more detail that's and a really good idea it Fiona. is a really really good idea and it does it and also if you're a dick um if someone's a dick to you you can basically report them into the app you can basically give feedback and they'll be blacklisted and removed from the app which i think is really good as well because i have a friend that i was with the other day stunningly beautiful <laughs> the girl i talked about previously who is 37 like the hottest girl ever her and i went for coffee the other day and every single man and woman in fact just looks at her her body her face her hair her aura her demeanor she's like a goddess and can she get anybody to message her back on no. bumble the hinge nothing she's like they 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 match with you and then they don't message so she specifically went on to bumble in order to feel liberated enough that she was the one messaging and even then they wouldn't message her back so i don't fucking get it it's obviously played with her confidence um so i think that's actually excellent another app i want to talk to you about and i can't remember the name but i will find out and i will link it in the show notes my friend lives in london and she has been dating for quite some time and she actually found Fiona that when she was going on dates with guys she found them to be quite sexually rigid. She was quite surprised actually that so she's from Northern Ireland and um, she wouldn't be like very you know sexually liberated but she you know she enjoys getting her hold so to speak and she found that men were just really awkward about sex. She found that um, there was a real disconnect. Anyways, there's a, there's an app. Um, I imagine it's UK wide, but I know that she's specifically in London and it's a kind of a sex positive app. It's definitely not a sex Ooh. fetish app or anything, although there are those kinks in there, but it's more for people that are open to sex, that are open for, um, you know, discussing and having very open, honest sexual conversations. Um, and she has actually met people on there and she actually finds that it's a lot more honest and transparent from the get-go. Some guys will say, listen, I just want to fuck. I don't want this. I want that. And she's able to, you know, make her decisions from the get-go. But she has actually met some really, really good people on there. And I just assume that she'd be meeting them, shagging them and nothing more. But she's actually found the complete opposite. So I will find the name of the app and I will definitely share it and Fiona I definitely think if you are trying to maintain that you know mantra that I'm totally up for casual sex <laughs> and not catching feelings while you're still adopting that little you know wishful thinking vibe potentially you could try it out see what I you think 100% try it out because I'm just going to message her right yeah, now yeah find out what it is because I found because the thing is with this podcast and dating um this kind of now we've kind of we're really like we've got done a lot of episodes well not a lot but we've done quite a few I do tell people that we've got this podcast because I do feel like people should probably know and also not even that it's part of my life like it uh -huh. is it's part of my weekly life and I'm proud of it so I do tell people and there are some guys that find it really fucking weird and probably mm -hmm. get a bit freaked out and there are Absolutely. other guys and this is what I've noticed some guys are really cool with it and like think oh it's cool and I don't think they really like like uh what's the word um 
take it in. Like I mentioned to the barber ages ago, oh, um, I've got this podcast and I don't think he was really listening to me. Well, because that's fair we've enough. never, which I think some guys like are like, oh, okay, cool, and they don't even think about it. I I notice also other guys. You say it, and then they open up, kind of like what you were saying the other week. Pandora's box of Pandora's sex. box. It just opens up, and they're telling you these things, and you're like, and of course, like I'm, and also I'm super into that. I'm like, tell me because I'm obviously coming from a place of no judgment. What I've noticed also is people think that you're doing market research on them. Yeah, absolutely. Immediately. I feel like you're doing market research because also because we've got this podcast, we almost like interview each other a lot of the time. And we we say a lot of the things like, why did you think that? That really That's really interesting. Tell me more. And I've noticed that I now do this in normal life. And especially if like a guy is talking to me about an experience that he's had and I say to them, oh, why did you think that? Or like, and it's, I'm genuinely interested, but it sounds like I'm interviewing and they're like, hold on, are you just going to do this yeah, in your exactly. podcast? Am I going to appear in your podcast next week? Listen, my friend is fantastic and she's literally replied back and she's put me to shame because it takes me about three weeks to reply back to her. It's, I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's F-E-E-L-D. Is that field? Field. Field. Have you heard of it, Fiona? No. Right, get downloading. Okay, and download she just said, this. "Field, I'm actually chatting to this hottie now." And then she sent me a picture, and oh my goodness, isn't he beautiful? Oh my god, he's so hot. And she loves it because he's a vegan as well. She's into that sort of thing. She's also a vegan, so they can just like make oh loads god, of vegan love, love and then tell everybody about it. One more app that I'm going to talk about, and then we can move on from this app chat, is another app that I've discovered. Actually, a friend of mine, Sophie, told me about this app, and you can only get it in London and Manchester, I believe. Oh, no, okay. actually, no, that's not true. I think it's, no, 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 that's Elate. Sorry, Elate, you can only get in London and Manchester. Is Elate the anti-ghosting one? Anti-ghosting one okay. is Elate. I will obviously link it. This one now is called Thursday. So this app is only, it only opens on a Thursday. So every Thursday, the app will go live and you basically can match with people. And the idea is that you basically have that one day to match with people speak to them, get their number, go on the date. So it does, there's no faffing around basically. And I think that's really great. I haven't, so I've got it, but I was at my parents' house um, in Dorset. So I I didn't go onto it because I was obviously coming back to London, but this Thursday, and it gives you like a timer of, so it's saying to me two days, five hours left. And then you basically, it will show you all these people. And apparently it's really new app, but apparently that when they launched it, it basically crashed because so many people were going on it. Right. Okay. And I think that you have to, you have to trial all of those. I would be particularly interested in the field. Field. I think that would be really cool. Again, if you can ascertain if it's available all over the UK, that would be awesome because here we go. Field for couples and singles. She's also mentioned to me as well that you'd be quite surprised at, you know, how people are actually interested in something more meaningful. They just want to ensure that their sex is a healthy, positive part of relations. And then she just, oh my goodness. And then she just sent me this. She said, it's hit and miss. Please only inquire if you're going to say something, even if it's colourful and vulgar. The silent thing is long. And then a guy with a leather glove on. So even on these like pro sex um, apps, you know, people clearly get 
ghosted and left unread. So that's a, clearly a very common thread throughout. But anyways, speaking of sex and all these sexy things, Fiona, I have been having such a sexual lull. Like, it's been seriously bothering me this week to the point where, like, it's 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 constantly on my mind and I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling in the mood. I'm not feeling inclined. It's not, it's genuinely nothing about my partner at the minute. It's all about me. Like genuinely, nothing inside of me wants to go and watch porn. Nothing in me wants to go and like elaborate on a fantasy or think about somebody else or jump on board or have this or that or the other done. And it really concerns me because I'm really paranoid that it can spiral out of control. And then the next thing you know, I'm like one of those people that don't have sex. And I'm so aware of it that I've been ruminating on it and I've been reading into things and I've been trying to identify the problem. And I truly think that the problem stems from me and nobody else. Like I feel probably quite stressed at the moment um, with work and certain things and life and, you know, it happens to us all. And I think as a result, it's really impaired my sexual desire. In addition, I don't, I haven't seen my boyfriend in what feels like weeks. The nature of his job is he's a shift worker. He works crazy shifts. We don't go to bed together. We don't wake up in the morning together. Therefore, we don't have those like cuddle times and like sexy times and things. So quite often he'll grab me um, through no fault of our own at three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm mid emails, mid work. And I kind of feel like I'm there giving him like a five minute cutoff time so I can get back to work. And that in itself is really not healthy. While scheduling sex breaks is healthy, scheduling them in the middle of your workday is not. And the reason that I know it's not him, it's genuinely me, is that my friend was like, watch Sex Life on Netflix. You will literally cream yourself. It's so sexy and so hot. And Fiona, I felt nothing. I like, I didn't even have a throb or a flutter. I was watching it going right okay. What I did find exceedingly interesting about Sex Life, if you've watched it, it's kind of like a telenovela, which is like a South American, like high octane drama, like bad acting, like dramatic pauses. I mean, it's very stage and acted, if that makes sense. But I actually really resonated with the theme. So spoiler alert, I mean, it's nothing too exciting. So like you won't be shocked by the spoiler, but the, um, it's this woman who is happily married with a very dependable man. He's a great husband, a great father. He has all those lovely, warm, accommodating, safe things but the 15, 20% passion is not there. And she constantly fantasizes about her ex who she had incredible sex with, but obviously he was not the dependable, loving one that she could rely on. And that really resonated with me because I sort of feel that when you're so comfortable in your loving, stable, wholesome relationship, quite often that can be at the expense of your 
sexual prowess with each other and your that real sexy time. And it's all about trying to maintain that. And that's what I'm very conscious of at the minute. And it's something that I'm acutely aware of and I don't want it to become an issue. And it's definitely something I have to address. And I have to address it with my partner because he needs to be to be aware of it in order for me to properly try to rectify it, if that makes sense. And part of me feels very like disingenuous, the fact that I'm on doing a podcast, yet currently I've got like no sex drive. Um, Part of me just feels a little bit duplicitous, if that makes sense. But something that we've always said is a big part of sex is also not feeling sex and not wanting to have sex and not feeling sexy. You know, that's equally as part of the circular, you know, motion of sex life, so to speak. So that's the crack. It's definitely something that I'm going to have a conversation with my partner about. Um, But I also am very nervous about hurting anybody's feelings. You know, when somebody says it's not you, it's me. And you're like, oh, fuck, whatever. Of course it's me. I don't want him to feel that it's anything about him because it's not. But I also kind of need to keep him in the loop with these sort of things. So that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. And the thing is, Laura, at least you're aware of it. And I think that so many people can go through a relationship like I've done in the past where I've not been into wanting to have sex after you get really comfortable, mm-hmm. but you don't realize it's happening. And you kind of just like it becomes a routine and the norm. And what you're doing, which is really healthy, I suppose, is that you've noticed that this is a thing and you want to fix it. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do next week, because this is actually something that I've been researching for you, is what Thank you can you. do uh, physically and mentally to help you get your sex drive back. I think that also you need to have the com- 100% you need to have the conversation. And like we always say, having the conversation and putting it out on the table is half the battle. And then you can obviously try these things and see if they work. But I also think that stress and life has so much to do with it. And also, like you said, you have different time schedules. And, you know, it is sexy to have, you know, sex in the middle of the day whilst you're working, but not as a routine. That's like a one-off, you know, cool, sexy, let's do it on the printer. But actually, it's not sexy if it's scheduled in because that's the only time that you've got together so I know I know I'm just conscious of it and it's something that really has been bothering me and Lisa McFarland gave me some brilliant advice and I'm going to talk about that next week because I'm going to try to implement what she's recommended but I am going to start things off probably after this podcast by having the conversation and to be honest I am nervous oh my god why do I feel like I'm about to start crying I'm not a Actually, I'm on my period as well, which I don't think is helping matters. But Laura, let it out. Cry. I know, I know. I'm not here. Like, I'm not here to cry on a freaking podcast. But no, the point is, I just, for. I don't what? want it to be like the thing now. Like, oh, I want to. I know. Like, I'm fucking hormonal. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is wrong with me? But good I'm good. To I'm totally fine. I'm probably just overthinking it, and I kind of feel like. I just don't I just don't want it to happen because it's happened before and I just I'm so paranoid about not being able to break that cycle, you know? And you will, you will. And it's just a case, I think, of being and open I really, and honest. And the thing is, I really miss having sex. I really want to have sex. I want to enjoy it again. I feel like 
I've missed it, you know. I just need to have that like thing that makes me feel that urge again. It's kind of I feel like I've been like robbed of something, if that makes sense. But let me tell you, and this is something that I don't want to go into too much detail today because we are gonna and maybe it's something that we can discuss off the podcast and then you can go and implement and then we can discuss whether you know these things worked or not. But I do think that a lot of the time sex drive, one is obviously a hormonal and especially for women, like one okay you're on your period now whatever but also if you're not feeling 100% happy in yourself then you know in and that's in so many things like work life balance how you feel like physically all these things feeds into it because if you're not feeling 100% confident in yourself and you've said before that you're not where you were what you were how am I trying to say this what how you've felt previously um you know lockdown whatever um and that's something that that's something that lisa mentioned when she had her webinar and i found it it really resonated when you're living your life with your partner something that really reignites lust and desire is to see your partner doing their thing so Mm. my boyfriend I don't ever see him doing his own thing, like thriving at work because he's got a job that's of a nature that I'll never see him do his job. That's completely separate from our home life. And equally, I'm not like strutting in after a day, slaying it in the office, killing it with clients. Mm. You know, I'm kind of just like a dumpling, if that makes sense. And that's truly how I feel. And also... It's my responsible. It's my responsibility to try to reignite that thing, and I am going to do it. But anyways, I feel much better now. I needed to let that out. Good. And next week we're going to discuss it in more detail because we've really researched, and I really love. This is what I absolutely love doing. I love researching a topic, and especially as a topic that you're is going to benefit you, mm-hmm. because I do think that there are there are things that you can specifically do to help it. Uh, it's not just something that I noticed like what I said when I was absolutely off my tits I couldn't stop thinking about sex as soon as my coil got taken out because I wasn't having hormones pumped into my body Mm -hmm. so to be honest with you that urge has lessened okay way lessened since I've had my I just came off my period today actually today was like the last day um and I I'm still like I could still definitely have sex, but I'm not like crazy thinking about it like I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, something that we will discuss next week. So I think it's such an important topic. And I know we've talked about it quite a bit this week. But Sorry it's... for being a melter. No, I really didn't oh mean God, to do that. I but you know, it. when you're like chatting about something and then you get like the throat and yeah. you're like, oh my God, please don't. You know do what this. though? This is what this podcast is about. And it's also, it's good to let it out. Like don't let it in. Keep it. Get it out. I always think that just let it out. Like when I, I was know. really heartbroken, I used to cry all the time, and everyone used to tell me to stop crying. And it's like, no, don't. Fucking I just need to, to have that conversation, and maybe yeah. I'm just like a little bit nervous about that as well because I'm but just because you just don't want to hurt him. And I think that's, I think that's, you know, I actually heard this thing. Just one thing before we move on, um, I heard this thing on this podcast today. It was. Elizabeth Day, How to Fail, and Dolly Alderton, they did a bonus episode. She is literally my favourite writer in the world. And she said the most wonderful thing, and actually, you know, I'm going to link the podcast in our show notes because it was honestly one of the best podcasts I've listened to apart from ours. And she said this thing about heartbreak, and I actually think that it feeds into these emotions, how you're feeling. You basically don't want to hurt the other person. And she was talking about heartbreak and how she, heartbreak, no matter where, how 
old you are is probably the most horrendous thing ever. But how mm-hmm. lovely is that, that you can have those feelings for someone else, that your feelings have, are at your, it's probably the most human thing in the world to feel love so deeply for someone that you basically don't want to break his heart. Yeah, I don't want to hurt them. You don't want to hurt And that is actually one of the most wonderful things that we can do as humans is to care so much, so deeply about the other person. And it's in return as well that when you're feeling heartbreak, this is completely on a tangent, I'm so sorry, but it's okay because how great is that that you felt so deeply? And you know what, that's the thing. I know that he'll be like, sorry, I think you might've just come in from work. So that's why I'm a bit more hush. But um, I, I know that he'll be like, listen, what can I do? How can we resolve this? What can we do as a team? Um. Anyways, fuck, massive deviation. What a depressing. Massive deviation. Let's but let's talk about a listener letter that we've had in. I'm going to read it out. Okay. Um, excuse me if I stumble because I haven't read this yet. Sometimes we read it beforehand, but I haven't. Uh, but I know what it's about. So, hi girls. I absolutely love the podcast. Use <laughs> this girl's Irish, I know. Yous <laughs> <laughs> have me in stitches every week. I'm e- emailing for some advice. I'm the most single person I know. I've never had a relationship and I've turned 30 this year. I've started therapy to help me understand why this is. And at the same time, I've started seeing someone new. The therapist thinks I push people away before I get the chance for them to hurt me. But I think I'm too clingy when all the men I like. This guy is funny, charming, handsome, and has a lot of the same interests as me. He brings a lot of energy and reassures me in person, but I feel like I do all the work in between dates and constantly feel anxious that I'm pushing him when he's not really interested, bracket. Been dating since April, but it feels like it's stalled a bit. He never messages me first or sets up dates and he can be very vague about pinning down when he's actually free. He canceled last minute more than once But like I said, when we're together, it feels great. I like him, but I don't trust myself anymore to know what's a red flag and what's pushing someone away because they don't meet my idea of perfect. Oh, this is good. This girl... Sorry, I thought you were finished. Go ahead. Um, Am I ignoring red flags because I want a relationship so badly or is he just not a good communicator and this is something I need to get past? I don't want to feel like I failed again, but if this ends, I also don't want to waste time on someone who isn't really interested. I'd ask him, but in the Dubai dating game, feelings and anxiety is just not sexy, especially when you are seeing each other phase. My head is fucked on this one. I just don't know why my gut is help. That is such a good letter. Like that girl is literally our sister. And everything Honestly, that she's feeling, like I, she's hitting the notes. I've done Everything it. that she's feeling and then leading on to, it all makes complete sense. And I resonated with every single point there. Absolutely. I, I've, I've had these, I mean, I've lived through it. I think that pretty much every girl listening to our podcast has lived through this at some time, like at some point. Really great when you're together, but on the outside, it's that thing of... Uh, not feeling the connection and somebody's yeah. not making the effort lack of effort and things like that I hate and that I hate that what, just fucking message her like so, what, so would, what would you say from the get-go without thinking about that too much because it's the first okay. time I've heard that letter is that a red flag yes or no yes and to be honest I'm going to say something really harsh you sh- if you are feeling anxiety in any way and we always say this the anxiety is a litmus test if you're feeling anxiety and if you're thinking about if you are feeling like oh, he's not messaging me enough. Sorry, if he's not messaging me enough. To me, that's a red flag. Yeah, uh, I agree. And you should back away because 
when like you always say Laura when it is supposed when it is meant to be let's say I know that's a bit of a broad term you shouldn't feel anxiety it should be easy you should not be worrying about you shouldn't even be asking is he interested in me one trillion million percent instantly my feeling on this is it's a red flag I feel that this girl is clearly torn and conflicted because she ha they they get on wonderfully in person, which isn't always enough because there's a lot of things that happen outside those meetings and a lot of life happens and you know she needs reassurance and to feel comfortable and placated. And secondly, potentially she's 30 years old now and part of her is like shit. Um you know, the ticking time bomb that happens when women turn 30. But equally, she's cognizant of the fact that she doesn't want to waste time and fucking fuck around with somebody that's potentially not going to give her what she needs long term. And I think that that is a really useful and valuable tool in her arsenal. I'm going to say that's a red flag. If she was the type of girl that wasn't bothered by it um, and she was fine with the lack of con- uh, contact I know there are some women like that I would argue that the vast majority need the contact they just kind of play the role that it doesn't bother them but actually we all know it does um, it clearly bothers her so if it bothers her enough to make her anxious she needs to have a conversation with him to establish why he's doing that to establish if it can be rectified and if it can't be then I would probably just leave it because I would not want to afflict myself I would not want that self-afflicted anxiety which essentially is what what that would be and there are so many red flags there are a plethora there are a slew of red flags that range from oh my god crazy things I've experienced them in the past I know you have Fiona and there's a few that I want to touch upon that I wish that I had have learned from and I did not and I chose to ignore. But equally, I wasn't really sure they were red flags at the time. One of mine is when somebody is rude to waiters. And the reason that this really bothers me is because I worked in customer service for so long. I worked as cabin crew um, and... You know, I actually met a guy who was exceedingly handsome, great job. I was serving him in business class. And anyways, we ended up going on a date and we went to a lovely restaurant in DIFC. And I cannot tell you how rude he was to a waitress. I was affronted. So something happened the first time and I kind of just let it go. I just said, listen, I don't know how you come across, but that was actually really rude how you spoke to her. And he was like, oh no, I didn't mean it. It's just my my personality. And I was like, okay, because be mindful of the fact that we met when I was serving you. So I'm very, very sensitive to like people who are serving waiters, waitresses, etc. And then she had the audacity to bring over the wrong bottle of wine and he lost his shit with her and she started to cry and I was like I can't fucking do this because she is me I am her and I basically just said listen I thought you were a great guy I've really enjoyed this conversation but you're making me so uncomfortable with how you're speaking to this girl and to cut a long story short there was back in front and I got up and left and then he messaged me after and said 
you have lost out. There are thousands of women who would kill to go on a date with me. Oh. And you've basically lost your, your, your chance at happiness. What a fucking knob. So oh that for me God. is a big one because actually anybody that you can be stuck up and you can be fancy and you can be a lot of things and successful in life there is no excuse to be rude to anybody that you deem to be beneath you that's something i've got a real problem with especially in the middle east in the uae when we're so exposed to so many cultures and there are a lot of cultures that find it completely acceptable to be rude to serving staff That's my first one, Fiona. What would your first one be? So actually, Laura sent me this article that we'll link as well. God, we got a lot in the show notes this week, like a lot. It's going to be a lot of links we need to discuss after because I can't remember all of them. Um, And it is basically 57 red flags to look out for. Mm -hmm. And actually, Laura and I, before we jumped on the pod um, to record this, um, we said, why don't we pick out ones that you've noticed in yourself was a red flag? So I found four that I really resonated with of something that I have found to have done in relationships as my own toxic red flag. Okay. Number one, and this was my not ex-boyfriend, the boyfriend before, I used to it was obsessing over couples on Instagram. I used to compare our relationship and there was one couple in particular, you actually know her, I'll tell you after, um, because her boyfriend played on the same rugby team as my boyfriend and they met probably around the same time and their relationship just went like a million miles per hour. They were like living together and whatever and they were like this perfect like couple. And I was like, why is my not relationship not like that? And... Okay. I used to obsess over couples on Instagram all the time. And I used to put a lot of our relationship on my Instagram stories. And I've noticed when people do that, they're trying to hide something. And I definitely So that was basically what somebody should have looked at you and saw a red flag. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, like in a relationship, he should have seen that as a oh, red flag. Oh, that's really interesting. So you've actually highlighted your own... My own. Red... These are my own. These are my own red flags. Okay. Okay. Not the I other person. You. I mean... I really like your take on that. That's that's yeah. really cool. And These I also appreciate, I appreciate your honesty as well. I think that's awesome. Um, another one is still being hum- hung up on an ex. I was definitely still hung up on my ex when I um, got into my most recent relationship. And I think it probably made me compare a lot of the time. Um, another one, which is a major red flag, and it's especially a massive red flag for me and future people that are going to go out with me if you're listening to this, holding you up to a certain ideal. So that's basically uh, having a perfect image in my mind about who I want this person to be. And if they're not that, being extremely disappointed. Not so much my, actually, yeah, very much both both my exes uh, massively did that with my most recent ex mm-hmm. um, to the point where it basically, we broke up. Um, and then another one, which is really funny, which I which I've realised that I do is being in denial about debt. I don't think I think on the article, I think it means larger debt. I'm just in denial about my credit card, but I think everyone that's is okay. <laughs> and that's I really like what you've done there, Fiona. Um, and a couple of your red flags, I would also identify red flags that I should have seen in my past relationships, i.e., in my partners. So definitely the ex girlfriend thing. Um, A question that we really hope if you're starting to date somebody new, you need to ask, not you need to ask, is there going to be anybody that is going to be upset by you two starting dating? So i.e. 
Is there anybody out there who has enough of a vested interest in this person that they would be upset? It could be an ex-girlfriend, an ex-lover, a current lover, a fuck buddy, you name it. Um, And I have been in a position where I was with someone and there was an ex-girlfriend looming around in the past and it was always explained away by, no, it's just that or it's just this. And as a consequence that remained in my relationship and to my detriment. And in hindsight, I look back at things and just think, what a stupid fucking bitch. How come you didn't have the balls to really drill down into that issue to establish the actuality of the relationship, lack thereof, whatever it may be. So anybody ex or girlfriends or whatever floating around, um, boyfriends, whatever. Also, I would say somebody who is reluctant and I hate the term Facebook official but this is what this um article describes it as but I think that extends to just official in general so if a guy is like documents life all over Instagram and he shares a picture of his like pint of beer and you know his new haircut yet won't share anything about you or your relationship I think that's a red flag because perhaps they're trying to maintain a single life vibe for other people and especially with social media the way it is I think that really has to be addressed and something that I have also um I should have learned from two things Somebody that has a really strained relationship with their own family and, and their parents. And I want to exercise caution with this because there's a couple of people in my life who are wonderful and they've got strained relationships with their parents and um, mostly down to um, being um, excommunicated because of their sexuality choices and things like that. So there are definitely exceptions, but there are other people who kind of find fault in a lot of relationships and fall out with their friends, fall out with their families. And as as a result, they're quite alienated. And that quite often is down to their particular toxic personality traits. And last but not least, if somebody is exercising real jealousy vibes and you know, they're very possessive of you. In the beginning, I've been there. It's quite cute. You're like, oh my God, he loves me so much that like, he's weird about me going out with my friends or he's weird about this. That may be slightly cute and endearing in the beginning. Trust me, as time goes on, that can be crushing and it can be completely claustrophobic and destructive and dangerous. So jealousy uh, is yeah initially endearing and then it just turns into one of the most toxic traits in a relationship. The list of red flags, my dears, are endless. We're going to share them in the show notes. Have a look. And I think the older you get, the more... Um, conscious you are and mindful of red flags and hopefully the older you get the more you're instilled with a sense of self-worth that you actually have the balls to bring up these red flags um a good friend of mine just had a red flag recently when a guy lied about his age on a dating app only by two years it was only two years so I'm not quite sure why he did that but I think small lies in the beginning are indicative of mm. potentially bigger lies as yeah. the relationship goes on. Why would what? somebody only lie about two years? I'm not entirely sure, but I think small lies and small little white lies in the beginning when there really shouldn't be any of that is also quite telling. Yeah, just really quickly, because before I have some pointers, 
Um, I think the thing about the family is quite specific to you because it's also very specific to me because we both have very good relationships with both our friends and families. But I do think that someone that is also estranged from their family, if they met someone that was also estranged from their family, they'd probably bond over it. Potentially, there is that as well. But like, obviously, I do think that obviously what Laura and I are finding red flags, I think red flags is very specific to you. Like Mm -hmm. all of those, I completely agree with because I would be the same as well, because I've got a very close relationship with my family and friends and I wouldn't be able to relate or empathize with someone that was didn't have that those relationships. And it's very difficult. but yeah, you know I what think- though, Fiona, you you can absolutely understand certain relationship estrangement, but quite often there can be a trend with people that they kind of cut everybody off. Yeah, or it depends on the nature. A, yeah, exactly. And I just sort of feel like, well, surely that's going to end up extending to you at some point in time. Yeah, but exactly. you're right; they were 100 percent specific to me. We just chose those from the list. Um, yeah, there's an amalgamation think- of red flags, a lot more common ones that you should be looking out for. But ultimately, I truly believe that everybody feels it in their gut, the red flags from the beginning. Um, and you'll know yourself that doesn't sit well with me and it's just depends on your own emotional state of mind how strong you feel whether or not you're prepared to actually address those things especially when you're younger we just let those things um we let them fall by the wayside and then the next thing we know we're just in a shit relationship and well that's exactly what it is and actually just to go back quickly to our listener's letter I think that because she's 30 and I'm 30 and I completely understand and I know that you'd be the same Laura you get to that point and especially someone like her and this was this when I was reading this letter I was thinking to myself this is how I felt before I got into a relationship which was basically a bunch of red flags in my face waving and I didn't notice it because I'd been single for so long or what I felt was a really long time but actually in the grand scheme of things probably wasn't that long and everyone else was getting into relationships and I was going what's wrong with me and then this guy came along full of red flags and I ignored all of them he had all sorts of red flags and I ignored them and it's because like what she basically said just going back to what she basically said which was that she she doesn't want to waste time but also at the same time she doesn't want to let it go because she see it she's obviously feels good things when she's with him which is with them and that is it's also such a it's basically what you have to do is take have strength in your character and strengthen yourself and to walk away because yes you feel this with one guy but you he's not the only guy you're gonna Absolutely. feel it with we'd love to hear your red flag stories have you ignored red flags in the past to your detriment have you had the balls to address red flags and are absolutely delighted do you identify things in your personality Fiona the way you did which I thought was so clever because oh my god I can probably spot so many red flags in my own personality I'm so toxic (laughs) like I can definitely see things that yeah you're you I really, I find that so interesting. Can I tell you a funny red flag story? Yes, go okay, ahead. Okay, so this is just to round off because we're finished. But um, this is my, this is my, I, this is, this isn't the worst red flag story, but this is probably like the, fun, it is quite funny. So I basically matched with this guy on Happen. I mean, what happened? Like, what even is that app? Does anyone use it? I don't know. Um, so basically Happen is the one where you like happen across people, whatever. Anyway, I was in Dubai, matched with this guy. He said he was 32. We went on a date. He was South African and he was living in, um, uh, for those of you in Dubai, you'll know this. For those of you in Belfast, he basically lived in um, 
the address marina which is basically a five-star hotel but they've got like residential anyway so we went i went over there and we had drinks um down in the pool area had a really nice day all fine and I was like yeah I kind of like him and then he goes to me oh do you want to come up um to mine I've got you a present and I was like a bit weird but sure okay um I was also much younger then I was like 24 at the time and he said he was 32 so I went up to his apartment and he baked me a banana bread and wrote my name in pumpkin seeds on it what the and fuck? I remember because I was a bit drunk and I messaged my boss because she was also on a date at the same time going, oh my God, he made me this. And I sent her a picture and she was like, run now, get out of there. That's so weird. And I was like, no, it's really sweet. Anyway, it transpired that this guy uh, also lied about his age. He was actually 36 and he right. said he was 32. Okay. And I was like, that's, and I remember completely ignoring that as a red flag. And also another red flag, which I think is a really, really big red flag, very specific to both you and I, I think. Uh, but I think that a lot of people would resonate with this. He didn't have any friends. Good point. And that's I actually think that is flag. a massive red flag for people like you and I, who are very sociable people. And we ha- we also have a lot of friends not a red flag for everyone because some people maybe don't also have a lot of friends or mm-hmm. you know don't mind that he didn't have one friend that's a massive red flag huge red flag and also another one he didn't wear deodorant oh wow. and when i brought it up with him i was like oh so you don't wear deodorant he was like yeah i don't believe in it and i was like what I'm but you believe confused. in being a big smelly bastard and he he sometimes smelled but i have to say this one thing it was quite honestly the best sex of my life. I still think to this day, no one has topped it. Isn't that wow. weird? And I wasn't attracted to, I, like obviously I was like, we had an amazing, we had amazing sex, but like he wasn't attractive. He was full of red flags, yet the sex was like out of control. So and weird. And he did make Why you banana bread, which is he pretty good. banana bread, it was quite nice. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> love somebody to make me banana bread. But anyway, that was that was basically. I mean, that's like one of my many. I mean, every single guy I date has a thousand red flags, and I know the red flags, and I fucking just ignore them. I mean, hey, love. In I'm hindsight, of one of my red flags was my boyfriend at the time telling me he was going off to marry his nineteen-year-old cousin. You know, <laughs> but you choose to ignore it. You just ignore and it. I mean, yourself I also, it'll be totally fine. I'm also like what we said. I'm f- Full of red flags. I'm a walking red flag. Maybe that's why I'm still single. No one wants to date me. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Honestly, you're perfect. You're, you know what you are to me? You're just a big green flag. A beacon <laughs> of love, hope, friendship. People fucking oh, love buzz you. off you. We just need to get somebody buzzing off your clitoris soon. And you know what we need? My mm. clitoris to fucking emerge from its inverted nipple... M- nipple... Cl- <laughs> inverted nipple chrysalis stage and it needs to emerge into a big blooming butterfly, butterfly. that flaps around the place like fucking beef curtains that's disgusting i'm gonna end the podcast here now you know what i've actually been quite good today and let me assure you i've actually got quite a nice vagina and there's no beef curtains involved beef minch today's fucking beef minch beef minch i'm feeling like let's log off okay i i I just always take it too far on that note lovely listener we have loved you joining us as always drop us a dm email us whatever you want to talk about shoot the breeze have the crack and we love yous and we'll speak to you soon see you later. later